Welcome back to Crossing the Jordan, everybody. We are going to continue our series on baptism. So today, let's look at what Jesus has to say about baptism. Our last episode, we actually ended off on the baptism of Jesus, that he was baptized in the Jordan River by St. John the Baptist, and the heavens were opened. The, heaven, the Holy Spirit descended upon him. The heavens never closed back up. It stayed open. The Father said, this is my beloved Son, and who I, who I am well pleased and he was put on mission, right? So, because the divine Son, the blessed, the second, uh, second person of the blessed Trinity, the divine Son of all eternity, took on human flesh and emptied himself completely, not uh, and not as God, something to be grasped at, right? So he took on full human flesh. He was fully divine, fully human, and in his humanity, he had the Holy Spirit, right? So that's why. Um, and he was at the age of 30 when this happened, and he was on his mission. And after that baptism, he went on mission proclaiming the kingdom of God, healing, and talking about salvation and repentance, right? So he's, the very first thing he said after that is, repent and believe in the gospel. So, um, yeah, so Jesus, uh, obviously, hopefully from the last episode, we get that uh, we are baptized in the same baptism of Jesus, right? And we actually see that later on when Paul talks about it in Romans, that we have been baptized into Christ and we have been risen with him. So uh, same baptism as Jesus. Heavens are opened. Holy Spirit descends upon us. We are become sons and daughters of, the, of God in Jesus. And we are crucified with Jesus. We are risen with Jesus. We share his victory. And we are anointed priest, prophet, and king in Jesus and go. And we are put on mission to transform the world around us, right? So... Where does this come from? Well, let's go to John chapter 3. And this is where we get the born again reference. So if you ever get, and we're going to have a whole episode on this when we talk about salvation after the sacraments. But if you ever get asked about, have you been born again? Uh, Yeah, I have actually. I've been born, I was born again at baptism and I'm being saved and I hope to be saved because that is how scripture uh, puts salvation um, in the New Testament, the New Covenant. So, um, are you born again? Well, we are first born again of water and spirit, according to Jesus in, in John chapter 3. So in John chapter 3, at the very beginning, it's uh, Nicodemus uh, visits Jesus. So right before chapter 3, though, in chapter 2, it's the marriage It's the marriage at Cana, right? So uh, he performs his first miracle of changing water into wine. And this is the book of signs, if, if everybody recalls. Um, and the cleansing of the temple happens right after that. So he goes and cleanses the house, uh, cleanses the, the house of God, the temple, right? Zeal for your house will consume me. And so now we move to chapter three. Uh, and let's just read it really quick. Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is the flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Um, so just a few things here. One, if you remember in the Old Testament, how uh, um, first, well, St. Paul draws, draws a direct correlation of how uh, the Old Covenant people, they were led through Moses, from uh, God led them through Moses 
through the Red Sea out of slavery in Egypt, right? And what does St. Paul directly say about that is how um, that God, the cloud and the cloud that everybody was baptized into Moses and the cloud passed them through the sea, right? So water and spirit, right? So the cloud, the spirit, sea, water of the old covenant. Now Jesus is saying, now, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So one, let's draw out again that the, this is one of two times that Jesus uses the language of unless you do this, you will not enter the kingdom of God. The last time he's, the, the next time he says that is in John chapter six, talking about unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life within you. So uh, we must do both things as Christians. We must be baptized and we must be, um, and we must eat and drink the body and blood of Jesus in the Eucharist in order to enter the kingdom of God and to have life within us, right? And so uh, when he says, unless one is born of the kingdom of, uh, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That is John chapter three, verse five. And so um, some people argue that that's actually not about like water baptism, like being baptized in the water. However, guess what? The church fathers, the very early church, it was unanimous. John chapter 3, verse 5 was water baptism that you receive the Holy Spirit in. So, uh, and Jesus said that he is always, I am with you always to the end of the age and that the gates of hell will never prevail against it. Uh, against the church. And therefore, when it's unanimous that every single believer believed that that's to be baptism, then it has to be true. So every single church father, uh, again, just a refresher, the church fathers have apostolic, the Catholic church today has apostolic succession, but they were the generation directly after the, the, the 12 apostles who learned from the apostles, knew the apostles, some probably even knew Jesus himself um, at, the, at the very early ages. And uh, so, yeah, this is baptism he's talking about. And, and then when you move on in that same chapter and verse uh, in chapter three in the gospel of John, he says in uh, verse 13, no one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the son of man. And isn't that interesting? It sounds exactly like what he said in John six, both when he was talking about, unless you eat the body and blood of the son of man, you will not have life within you. Now he's talking about, unless you're not born in the born of water and spirit, you shall not enter the kingdom of kingdom of God. And he says the same thing that ascending and descending, the Son of Man knew the Father, the the Son knew the Father before all eternity, right? So he's talking about his divinity, and so um, this is where we get the beautiful, uh, famous John three sixteen: For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And uh, and so. Um, for God sent the Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. And then in uh, verse 21, to end that that whole Nicodemus vis- visits Jesus episode, he says, to end it, He who does what is true comes to the light, that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been wrought in, wrought in God. And so, isn't it, and he talks about uh, coming to the light, right? So, let's stay in the Gospel of John. In John chapter 8, if we move and if we remember, oh, John chapter 9, if we remember, uh, John is the gospel of signs, right? So all of these things point to uh, a sacrament. So it's a sacram- sacramental uh, gospel. And the gospel was written uh, specifically to 
combat a heresy that Jesus wasn't divine. So he wrote this entire gospel that uh, right around the year 90, so the last gospel written, um, that was more developed in, in theology and more developed with understanding of Jesus, his divinity, and in the sacraments. So we find all seven sacraments having signs in here. So if we remove, if we go to John chapter 9, it's the healing of the blind man. So when uh, a disciple asked, him, asked Jesus, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be made manifest in him. We must work. We... We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night comes when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Isn't it just like funny? Like this, like his disciples probably like, Jesus, all I asked was, did this man or his parents sin? It was just a yes or no, like yes or no, an explanation or which of which one. But then you're going to say, you're the light of the world. Well, that's kind of weird. But guess what Jesus is talking about? He's talking about at the very beginning. Adam and Eve, they entered light, the light of their intellect, the light of their will, the, the, the light of their, their wisdom and their relationship with God was, was damaged, right? Because they, uh, um, darkness entered into the world through sin, right? And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And then right after that, it says, he said that, as he said this, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and anointed the man's eyes with clay. So emphasis on the two uh, points of clay right there. He made clay and then he anointed the man's eyes with clay. So this clay, if we remember Adam at the very beginning, he was formed out of clay, right? So Jesus using matter again, anoints this man's eyes with clay. And he says, go wash in the pool of Siloam. So in the pool of Siloam was this like baptismal font where people would be cleansed they would actually be cleansed in uh, in Jerusalem. So he sent and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar said, is this, is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, it is. Others said, no, he is like him. He said, I am the man. They said to him, then how were your eyes opened? He, said, he answered, the man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. So Jesus, he's the light of the world. There was light at the very beginning and sin disrupted that, right? And then he anoints this man's eyes with, with uh, clay. But the clay itself didn't um, completely heal him, right? He went to the pool of Siloam where he'd be washed uh, to, for impurities, right? And then with that clay and this water, he would be born again. He would receive the light of life, right? So he would receive Jesus, um, Jesus healing his eyes. So then he could have the light that was taken from us at sin, right? So this is where uh, another area where we get the concept of in baptism, you are literally washed clean of original sin and washed clean of personal sin. You are cleansed in the pool of Siloam and you have the, the clay. You are remade. You are a brand new creation. You are a new creation in Jesus because of baptism. Because just like here, he puts clay that was uh, that formed Adam. Now he puts clay on our eyes, our mind, our intellect for us to have light that was taken from us through sin. Um, to be born again in creation, the new creation. Praise the Lord. And then we get the famous uh, Mark 16 and Matthew 28. So let's actually go to Mark 16 first. 
because this is an important concept of what Jesus thinks about baptism, right? He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to the whole creation. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. So some people believe that baptism is one, just a symbol, but we have seen that's not the case. And two, that uh, it doesn't literally save you. But Jesus says right here that those who uh, believe and is baptized will be saved, right? So then how are you to be saved? Let's go to, or how are you supposed to be baptized? Let's go to Matthew 28, the very end of Matthew. Matthew 28, 16. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountains to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the close of the age. And so, we have the baptismal formula and we have the importance from Jesus himself of baptism. Unless you are born again of water and spirit and baptism, you will not enter the kingdom of God. And it says right here, those who believe, who believe and are baptized will be saved. And to go and baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, to be marked with the blessed Trinity revealed in Jesus, three persons and one God are the central reality, the central mystery of the Christian faith of uh God being a communion, eternal communion of family, of complete love. Praise God. So after this episode, we're going to talk about uh, the New Testament and where uh, we see Peter and Paul talking about uh, baptism. So praise the Lord. I pray that this was uh, helpful for you. God bless.